0: Okay, can you read my lips, Sam? I've never given a message like this. This is my first time. Um, I have been through numerous trials where I had to represent myself, um, give opening statements, present evidence, and give a closing argument. That's kind of what preaching is. Amen. You... uh, give your sermon, you present your evidence, and then you give a closing statement to why you did it. And uh, so I will, my sermon today, or my message, this happened this last week. I don't know if you can all see but this is uh, Putin, the Shah of Iran, and the president of Turkey. And uh, Putin flew to Iran, and they he made a pact with Iran and Turkey, Russia did, and uh, this is going to be my sermon, I'm just going to read what, uh, major breaking Bible prophecy news, Russia, Iran, and Turkey holding hands in the form of of an alliance, and they made an alliance this past week. I'm telling you, you need to call on Jesus now. This is Biblical prophesy, Biblically prophesied. 2,600 years ago, the prophet Ezekiel wrote about a future alliance that will come against Israel. We, shall, we see the alliances forming, and many scholars believe this will happen around the time of the rapture of the church. <clears throat> Bible prophecy unfolding now at lightning speed. This prophecy is poised to happen very quickly. God spoke to the prophet Ezekiel about a gathering of nations that would come against Israel. Ezekiel 38, you want to read it. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog and the prince of Russia, Russia. Meshech in Tubal, Turkey, and and the prophecy against him and say They prophesied against him and, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O God, the Prince of Rosh, Meshek in Tubal. Persia, Iran, Ethiopia, Libya, are all with them. Twenty six hundred years later, now in in twenty twenty two, those exact nations are joined and pictured here forming the prophesied alliance. They will be in agreement with one goal, to destroy Israel. They're making the way for the Antichrist. In Matthew, we are told the generations that seek Israel's rebirth as a nation on May 14, 1948, will see all the end-time events come to pass. Um, I'm going to read Matthew 20, chapter 24, and... uh, we're about these events. Get As Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples came along and wanted to make take him on a tour of the various temple buildings, but he told them, All these buildings will be knocked down with not one stone left on top of another. When this when will this happen? The disciples asked him later. <clears throat> As he sat on the, the slopes of the Mount of Olives, what events will signal your return? In the end of the world, Jesus told them, Don't let anyone fool you, for many will come claiming to be the Messiah, and will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and the beginning of wars, this does not signal my return. These must come, but the end is not yet, and the nations and kingdoms of the earth will rise against one another. And there will be famines and earthquakes in many places. But all this will be only the beginning of the horrors to come. Um, I think the last 20 years we've seen this. We've seen everything that Jesus prophesied. And it's not time yet. There's still things that need to happen. But in my opinion, we're close. It's here. Then you will be tortured and killed and hated all over the world because you are mine. And many of you shall fall back into sin and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and lead many astray. Sin will be rampant everywhere and will cool the love of many. But those enduring to the end shall be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then finally the end will come. So, when you see these terrible things told about by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, note to the reader, you know what is meant. Then those in Judea must flee to the Judah hills, those on their porches must even go inside and must not even go inside and back before they flee. Those in the fields should not return to their homes for their clothes. and woe to the pregnant women and those with babies in those days. For there will be persecutions such as the world has never seen before in all of history and will never see again. In fact, unless those days are shortened, all mankind will perish, but then will, be, but they will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen people. Then, if anyone tells you the Messiah has arrived at such, in such a place, or has appeared here or there, don't believe it, for false Christ shall come, shall, shall arise in false prophets, and will do wondrous miracles. So that if it were possible, even God's chosen ones would be deceived. See, I have warned you. So if someone tells you the Messiah has returned and is out in the desert, don't bother to go and look. Or that he is hiding in a certain place, don't believe it. For as lightning flashes across the sky from the east to the west, so shall my coming be when when I, the Messiah, return. And whenever... And wherever the carcass is, there the vultures will gather. The coming of the Lord. Immediately after the the persecution of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give light, and the stars will seem to fall from the heavens, and the powers overshadowing the earth will be conversed. And then at last, the signal of my coming will appear in the heavens, and there will be a deep mourning around the earth around the entire earth. All the nations of the world shall see me arrive in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And I'm going to go to Thessalonians. Um, Thessalonians. Thessalonians. Thessalonians chapter 4. this is how to live among believers in this time but concerning the pure brotherly love there, shall be, there should be among God's people I don't need to say very much I'm sure for God himself is teaching you to love one another indeed your love already is already strong towards all Christian brothers throughout the whole nation even so dear friends we beg you to love them more and more This should be your ambition, to live a quiet life, minding your own business and doing your own work, just as we told you before. As a result, people who are not Christians will trust and respect you, and you will not need to depend on others for enough money to pay your bills. And now, dear brothers, I want you to know what happens to a Christian when he dies So, when this happens, you will not be full of sorrow, as those who live with no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and came back to life again, we can also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him all the Christians who died before us. I can tell you this directly from the Lord that we who are still living when the Lord returns will not rise to meet will not rise to meet him ahead of those who are in the grave. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a mighty shout and with a mighty and with soul stirring cry of the archangel and the great trumpet call of the of God. And the believers who are dead will be the first to rise and meet the Lord. Then we who are still alive and remain on earth Will be caught up with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air and remain with Him forever. So comfort and encourage each other with this great news. Um, We are seeing these events. We are the generation that will see the rapture. The rapture is incredibly close. Seek Christ, be born again. We are the generation that will see the return of the Lord. Um, I believe this. I, I think that that uh, I believe in Bible prophecy, and I think that it, this is the beginning. I know. Um, I think we'll see a war, and a seven-year peace treaty. I think that's yet to come, and I think that I think that the rapture. is very close. I think if we, if some of us don't see it, our children and grandchildren will. I, mean, I, I think we're that generation. A lot of us think that when we die, that our generation, you know, that our generation is our parents, our grandparents, our children, our grandchildren. I mean, that's the way God looks at it. It's not just us as individuals, but it's our. It's our generation. And that, and that began with uh, when Israel became a nation again in 1948. Anyhow, that's kind of a short sermon. If any of you want any questions, or um, that's my sermon for today. Amen. Amen.